And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. You look absolutely <laughs> stunning. I am not sure how you just had a child because you are child goals. Like, you know, you not child goals, your <laughs> mother goals. Like your your hair has never been like more full and gorgeous and blonde. You're just like giving me life I was right like, now. Your hair looks amazing too. How's that pregnancy hair? Uh, Let me tell hair. you, girl, this has <laughs> been the best because I get to wear it. My, my hair is naturally super curly and like wavy. Yeah. So I've been like adding a little bit. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I've had a little bit of a bump to it, you know, a little bump of a curl, but mm -hmm. it's, I like it. So thank you. It has been so much easier to take care of. My hair is growing at a million miles a minute. And I'm sure like everyone says to me, they're like, oh, it's totally going to fall out. Like as soon as you give birth, is that a real thing? Okay. So it is, isn't it? Not yet. No. It's starting. So like no. I'm basically like approaching month four and usually that's kind of when it's supposed to happen. And yeah. then I was in the shower being like, oh, I need to make myself look nice. Yeah. Right. Right. Sandra. And like suddenly I feel like this like lump of hair just like on my back and I'm like, no, oh, it's happening. It's, it's happening. It's like that scene in Bridesmaids. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Literally. It's like, no. Oh my gosh. Well, oh my God. I can't tell you, I'm so excited to be having a conversation with you because, you, uh, you know, I kept this whole pregnancy a complete secret. We didn't even tell like my husband's parents for a long time. We, we, literally, my mother was the only one that knew. Um, and then a few, you know, obviously doctors and specialists and stuff. But I was someone that was, you know, I've been on your podcast before. And we were talking about how, you know, when I first told you I was pregnant and you were like, oh my gosh, and you didn't even know if you wanted to have kids or not. But it's funny, yeah. I used to always say I didn't know because I was so scared that I wasn't able to have kids. And I think that it was easier to just kind of like not lie to myself or lie to other people, but kind of just like mute the story so it doesn't go further. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. But because, you know, living with bipolar disorder, I've been, I mean, now I'm learning so much more, but I was so scared of, of being told, you know, oh, if you stay on your medication, your child will die. And like, you're like, oh, okay, just that? Like, oh, all right. Um, you know, No pressure, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at Just all. Just another issue for you to deal with, 100%. Just Jesus. another <laughs> mental issue for you to deal with. So I've been told so many mixed emotions. And I there's a part of me that's upset that I didn't come out talking about my pregnancy earlier because I've been learning so much now at the end of the pregnancy, um, stuff that I could have used before, you know what I mean, about medications yeah. and stuff and, and different types of modalities. But the one thing that I will say I completely have found that I've lacked and why I'm so excited to talk to you specifically is nutrition and supplements. I think that yeah. there's, you know, this whole world of prenatal vitamins and there's this one and that one, and this one does this, but it's lacking this. So make sure you get this substitute. And there's all these different things. I don't know if you remember, but I'm a vegetarian as well. And my I have not had mm -hmm. weird cravings or I'm not like, oh my God, suddenly I'm eating chicken. Like I haven't well, had- you. I, no, no, I have not had any of that. Like not at all. I have kept it really bland with my veggies and pasta and pizza and like kept it simple. But I've <laughs> I noticed it. that, you know, 
there's no supplement that's been out there that I have found that has been able to be a mood stabilizer. I mean, you're told you can't have raspberry leaf tea or something or a licorice tea because that's going to harm the baby. And you can't have, you know, this like basic things that you would never think twice about that I started to. Yep. Google, like, is this safe? And they're like, no, death, death to child, death to child. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so I am so curious. I want everyone to know, first and foremost, so much about the Confidence Code. Like, tell us about this. You're so sweet. And then I want to know, you know, what was your journey of, you know, living through a pregnancy, going through this, the aftermath, the postpartum? How did you get nutrition and, you know, supplements? How did you work this all together? Because I, I, I'm asking for some help is what I'm basically saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, you look phenomenal. Thank and you. <laughs> pregnancy is really a journey, I think, and it's so different for everyone. Yeah. Um, so for example, like some people have nausea. Right. Some people don't. Some people like some people end up being like completely disgusted by all the foods that they really like and enjoy within right. the first trimester. And then that happened to me. That like, was oh, the weirdest. Normal. Bread made me like totally. the smell of bread made me nauseous and it's literally all I eat. So it was so bizarre to have this feeling of an aversion. I'm like, what's an aversion of food? And I was like, this is so yeah. weird. Like, when am I going to get that aversion back? <laughs> You're like, this is my breakfast, lunch and dinner. What's going on? What's the problem? My body's playing tricks on me. Yeah. I know. I was, I felt like taking my prenatal vitamin was like the worst possible thing because the fish oil was so just nasty yes, but yes. I would have like and so honestly one thing that was really great is that the confidence co actually helps with the digestion of those pills wow which was really great for me so like once I started kind of like just figuring out what my body liked and didn't like and I kind of knew that from the get-go because I've been taking a prenatal for a while but then they also tell you like make sure your folate intake is like really high, especially earlier on in your pregnancy, right. just so it sticks. And so you obviously are like not weary of having a miscarriage and stuff like that. Right. So there's a lot of like specific elements that they'll be telling you to add either nutrition wise or supplement wise, whatever works best for you typically, right. right? In order to make sure that the baby's getting the proper nutrition in each phase of growth, right, right. which is stressful for you also as a mom. You're like, oh, great. So like, did I eat enough like of this today? Am I eating the right thing? And you Am I, like, always think around like cleaning supplies. <laughs> no, totally. And you always think, and it's so interesting, this, this one supplement that has literally, I feel like saved my life in the sense where, um, I, I, you know, eat dark leafy greens. I am someone that eats vegetables, but I have yep. found myself, I have a hard time eating. I know that sounds like weird. Like I don't crave food. I don't really want food, but I know that I have to have the food, right? To fuel my, my, my body. My like that. Really? Yeah. Like I know mm -hmm. I have to do it. And and I've been taking these Hawaiian pills from from, from Hawaii, um, spirulina. <laughs> and spirulina, it's just basically a bunch mm -hmm. of, you know, chlorophyll and fish stuff and greens and algae and all this stuff. And- you know, it has helped. I notice such a difference when I take it with my body, but so many doctors don't know anything about it. And so when I go in and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, they're like, what vitamins are you on? And I say the vitamins and they're like, I don't know. Like there could be mercury in that. It might not be good for the baby and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
Oh my God. Like what is good? Like then someone needs to say, cause there are so many conflicting things on the internet totally. with doctors, with specialists, like with friends, you know, there's judgment from all directions. And I think that that's yep. really a hard thing that I never thought nutrition would come with judgment like that. Oh yeah. No, I think that ultimately you kind of have to trust yourself. Like people have been doing this for, I mean, since the beginning of time. Right. And like the one beautiful thing that we have going for us is that our life expectancy is so much longer than it was earlier. Right. So true. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't know about your mom or maybe my mom or even my grandparents for that, right. for that matter. I think maybe my mom was like pretty good when I was when I was born, like right. there was like a little bit of like a enlightening period where it's yeah. like, oh, maybe it's not good for us to be smoking while you're pregnant. Right. My mom or did like, not smoke when maybe it was not pregnant. good. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. So, like, I mean, people were like, like enlightenment chains- period. Yeah. People were like chains. I think of mad men all the time. Like I think of how like when, when, um, Betty was pregnant on the show. I don't know if you ever watched it. And she was like constantly like smoking and drinking like hard, like whiskey. And I was like pregnant. And I was like, okay, I think I'm doing a little better than this right now. There's been so much with, you know, evolution. I feel like exactly like you're saying where we have evolved so much, even in just one generation of how we are treating, you know, our, our pregnant bellies and our nutrition and our bodies and our health that we, we mm-hmm. we're probably doing pretty good. You know, we're probably like- We're doing pretty good. We're yeah, doing pretty 100%. good. 100%. Give, your, give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back there. You're yeah. doing great. Were but you, you know- I will yeah, say- Please go on. No, 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 go, go, go. No, I will say that like, it really just depends. I think um, most doctors obviously don't want to recommend certain things that they're not totally familiar with or there's not crazy amount of studies done on. Mm. Also- to do studies on things cost a lot of money too. So right. there has to be someone who would believe in the chlorophyll supplement that you're taking right. and be like, this is like amazing. I want to like try to do some research on it and it costs money to do research on it and it costs money to get it validated and, co- and it takes years for them to be able to actually say credibly like this is a supplement that right. works for pregnant women, right? right? right. Um, so a doctor, if there aren't things specifically done on that, aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, take it. No problem. They're going to be like, mm, I'm not sure. Like, that's probably not like not not the best thing to do. There's really not that much yeah. research. There's not that much like credibility on it. So until there's more and more research done on certain things like right. that and supplements, which is honestly stuff that people might have been taking for years. It's just. And who knows? Modern medicine is just a little bit different. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and that's what the, so my, my friends that, who tell me who are, who are scientists and who are, you know, researchers, they always, you know, remind me that there are no studies on pregnant women because it is such a short time of research yep. that they can't really do a lot about it. You know what I mean? So absolutely. You hear that and then you're like, oh and my no God. And no one wants like, to be the test case either. Yeah. Who wants to be the test case, right? I tell you, like, I certainly. Oh yeah, take this. Might be good, might not be good. Your baby not be okay, but it's all right. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? Like you know, we we never know. And it's it's totally. so true. It's like no one wants that. You know, no one wants that situation. Totally. But you know? I think from an intuitive standpoint, you know that you feel better. Yeah. And that you're like feeling like a better version of yourself. Ultimately, I mean. Right. You have this human growing inside you and you literally can tell if he's moving. Yep. You can like probably even talk to him, have a conversation yeah. with him or her or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's interesting that you're able to kind of like, I mean, personally be able to feel like trust your intuition, like what's working for you, what isn't, right? Totally. I think that like your gut instinct is going to like overpower anything. Yep. So I think it's fine to try things that work for you. Obviously, like, I mean, I even like took my like my um, pills to my gynecologist uh -huh. for the confidence cone. I was like, right. hey, like, what do you think? Like, I know, like, just looking at the ingredients and stuff like that, that it's fine, but I just wanted your professional opinion. Right, right. He was like, these are totally fine to take. These are just things that are in natural food sources. So, like, Which not is a big amazing. deal. So, if you're struggling with digestion, like, go for it, especially because a lot of people do struggle with digestion when they're pregnant. So, like, I felt very good about that. But, however, like, are there a million studies done on pregnant women for any kind of supplement or even no. my supplement? Probably not. No. Um, will it take years? Could it ever be done? Could it maybe ever not. be done? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> could we try it together? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And I think that that's what's really tricky. What did you find like for your like digestive issues? Like for me, like I would say my, my biggest digestive issue that I've been having is heartburn. And I've always suffered from heartburn, but I've had it so badly where for the first like two weeks, I felt like I had swallowed pills wrong. Like, you know, that feeling when you swallow pills and it's like stuck and I was like oh my god yep. my esophagus is like swollen like all this stuff it has not gone away and I am like popping tums like it's no one's business which I'm sure is not great for me but I just I honestly I, I don't even care because it's so bad um but it's okay it's okay. It's okay. And like, I'm not doing the Pepto-Bismol because Pepto-Bismol is terrible. And like, you're an old, it's like, uh, oh my God, it's so frustrating. But what is something totally. that you found, you know, that was, a, was a struggle for you during your pregnancy that really, you know, what was something that helped, you know, obviously, you know, your supplements, which is amazing that you have the access and you were able to, to use those. What else was something that was, was a struggle for you that you found? Yeah, I think that one thing specifically that was difficult was um, calming my mind to go to sleep. Wow. I think that actually was initial in my initial part of my pregnancy yeah. and then also later. And later in my pregnancy, once I got like, you know, very right. large and in charge. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> it's hard to sleep. It's hard. And it's uncomfortable. You're like, oh my gosh, am I squishing oh. this child inside me? Literally, like not being able to just going on one side and then being like, okay, like I should be on my left side because that's actually better for my digestion and that's like what they tell you to do. Yep, yep. But then am I just going to be on my left side and I can't be on my back for too yep. long? And yeah. on, it's, it's just like a whole thing. It's, it's God so frustrating. Women, and, and then God when mom. you, yeah, I know. And then when you feel the baby kick, if you're like on the wrong side, right, you're like, oh my gosh, like the baby is like kicking because the baby can't breathe. You know what I mean? Yep. That's not true, yep. but like that's what your mind tricks you to believe. Totally. <laughs> exactly. You're just, I know. And then you're like, I feel him. Like, I don't feel him. Like, yeah, you yeah. feel him or you don't feel him and right. you're stressed either way. Right. Oh my gosh. I know. It's a whole thing. Um, But I think for me, one thing that was really interesting that I learned for nausea, at least initially, um, because I had like that kind of nausea that was like an all day hangover, Oof. which was so not Rough. fun. Yeah. Um. But I learned that taking B6 every eight hours was, like, really great. Wow. And so taking that with, like, eating the right foods and then also taking B6 every eight hours was actually really great for nausea. What does and then B6 I also learned, do, by the way? I mean, I think ultimately it really – well, for me it helps with nausea, but it also helps, I think, with, like, um, 
like nourishment when it comes oh, to like the foods that you're eating. Right. So I take it, so I would take it with confidence, but that specifically, I guess, is supposed to help with nausea. Um, and I felt so much better. Wow. Um, and I've actually recommended to all my friends. I think there's like, there is some, like, I guess, like research that has been done because my doctor basically was like, listen, if you're having nausea, like take B6 every eight hours and then you can take Unisom at night. Oh, okay. Which I need to look at some of the ingredients in Unisom, but I like really wanted to go to sleep. So I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to take this. Do it. Yeah. Later on into my pregnancy, I ended up just taking magnesium a lot, uh-huh. um, which helped a lot just like allowing your muscles to relax, mm. um, which I thought was really helpful just for me from like, because basically magnesium basically um, is like a natural muscle relaxant. Right, right, right. So taking that before bed. Um, really helps. It also helps you go to the bathroom if you're really a little constipated oh, or anything like that. See, these are the things helpful. that I need to learn. Yes, so that's good. So if you are feeling a little backed up, which I know initial, like especially at the end of your pregnancy, like f- for example, like I found that I was iron deficient. Um, really, and that also can be really common. Were I you was, iron I, deficient? I was like anemic. Oh, you were no. But, oh, not before. Wow. Yeah, so I became anemic, which was interesting because I ate a lot of iron. Like, especially like I was, I was a vegan for a while, not like uh-huh. right. From, and then I became a vegan. What's like, a vegan for a while? <laughs> I know I, I I didn't really coin that term. Someone told me it, and I thought it was a really what good is thing a to adapt. But basically, I like that. It's like a seagull <laughs> seafood, but you're a vegan, so it's a vegan. And I was like, I'm into this. Okay. Oh my god, I <laughs> love that. I love that a vegan. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> And then know, that, and that helped you a lot. Too. You were a seagull when you were pregnant? No. Um, no, before. Right, and right, And then right. once I became pregnant, I was definitely the person. You said you were like, oh, I didn't like. Oh, I started just kind of like eating what I needed, whatever. Like really? my body told me I was going to. So I figured I needed I needed some more calcium. So I started eating like a little bit of cheese here and there, just like slowly. It didn't bother me at all, which was amazing. I mean, not that it really had bothered me in the past, just because I like – like kind of varied my diet. I'll be like a vegan like one month and then I would decide that it'll like kind of like incorporate more things in my food. But like things like bone broth, things like that actually were like really, really, really great for me Mm. Um, and kind of like helped nourish my body, especially after I had the baby, which you can also do. Like, have you ever been to like the Brentwood Farmer's Market? No, but but I'm going to go now. Now I want to go. I love Farmer's Market. Yeah. so, yes, you should go yeah. after you – or have someone go and get you a bunch get of nourishing supplies yes. once you have the baby. But, like, there's actually some, like – there's a place called Dave's that has this, like, really great, um, like, vegetarian, um, like, broth, uh-huh. which is really great. It has, like, ginger in it, stuff like that. I mean, Ooh. you can also make it at home if you really want to. Right. But I really enjoy just, like, buying something that's no, a little bit made. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes. Especially I mean, if you're I taking care of a baby. Like, like, my God, you're just like, yeah, I don't right have time for making I mean. broth, you know? I'm not, I'm not I'm barefoot not in the broth. kitchen right now. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. No. But like, anyways, I guess you want things like once you have the baby to be really nourishing for you. And you kind of figure out during your pregnancy what works for you. And you just kind of trust like what you need and what you don't need. Right. Um, and I kind of was just like, I'm just going to let my intuition just like tell me what I want and what I don't want. Right. And like if I'm suddenly anemic, even though like I ate I eat so many peas and leafy greens and stuff like that, which was just such a weird thing. How for me bizarre. It's 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 really and it strange. Happens. And then I, and it happens because it's yeah, just and then like if you take iron, diabetes, like the, you know, you they could, test you for the yeah. you know ch- for baby, for pregnant diabetes, pregnancy, 
what is it called? Oh, uh, you know what I mean. But w- basically, when you become yeah. pregnant, they have to or do this test. They're gestational, gestational right? diabetes. Diabetes. And that and- can be totally just genetic. Yeah. And it could be so random and just out of nowhere. And I was like, wait, this is something that I even have to think about. I never thought that that would be an issue. You know what I I never... Yeah. But there's so many things that that pop up. So the anemia thing is interesting. And what's interesting too is is I have the the same thing as you, where they thought for me they thought I was anemic, and they thought my mom was anemic my whole life. Um, but we actually have a certain shaped blood cell that tricks doctors into thinking that it's anemia, but it's really only um, uh, it's a certain blood cell that's from Mediterranean um, Ashkenazi Jewish descent. It's so random. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool though. Isn't that cool? It's really great that they kind of figured that out because I feel like there are certain sensitivities that like, that like, or certain like genetic stuff that you have that might actually trigger certain types of lab tests. Yeah. Like I have this crazy, sorry, it's not to digress, but I have like a crazy (laughs) thing too where like I literally get a blood test and it will say that I am positive, even though it's like super slight for like hep C. What? But it's just because I have this like really crazy protein in my blood yeah. that triggers the initial test that they have. So the initial test is like obviously just like one the way basics. they do something right, and right. they send it to a lab and they're like, oh, no, 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 you're fine. Like it's but just isn't like that wild you have like you this really interesting. Pro- yeah. It's like, but also it's just so weird that like some of the modern testing that they have doesn't actually fully figure that out too, right. just initially. Doesn't and they were like, oh, like there's actually like 7% of the population that do this. And I was like, 7% of the population thinks they have hep C for like a little while. That sounds terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like awful. That's terrible. So what did you do when I you know. found out that you were anemic? What was the, what did they have you do? Um, so basically they were like, you're anemic. It's no, it's no big deal. But like, if you've been feeling really fatigued throughout your pregnancy, this is why it makes sense. And I was like, I've been exhausted. Really? <laughs> wow. I was like, I've been so tired. I've been like, I was like sleeping all the time. Like, but then once they kind of figured that out, which I wish I kind of did some testing earlier because that was really kind of like 24 weeks, right. which is a really long time for me to that's be anemic. That's a really or long, like however long it started. That's a really long time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, not that I didn't love being pregnant and I loved like the, like the creativity I felt like it brought into my life. I really felt like more in touch with myself just because there was something growing. And I think that's a beautiful thing about pregnancy and I'm sure you can relate. But I also was just so tired all the time. And I was like, this is so weird. I just feel like I'm not myself. I just, I don't even have like the motivation sometimes to like go on walks. I was just like kind of sitting on my couch and just like reading or whatever. Um, And I never could take naps. This was like the weirdest thing ever. I was not a napper. Yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to let my body be my body because I've never been pregnant before. And this right. was just maybe what my body does when it is. Um, so when I found out I was anemic, I was like, this makes so much sense. I wish that it was earlier. And they basically told me to take a liquid iron supplement. Mm. That essentially – because a normal pill supplement would actually potentially be something that would cause constipation. Really? Which – isn't the most fun thing, especially not when, when you're, you're not when you got a baby sitting <laughs> on your you're belly. Pregnant, you're a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already not have cute. to pee like every not hour, <laughs> even every thirty minutes. So yeah, not cute. So taking a liquid was actually really helpful. And then, um, but then if you're taking a liquid iron supplement, you also want to make sure you're not getting. I mean, 
I, then if I ate like a lot of iron, I need to make sure I was right. taking like a confidence co or like some magnesium at night or something like that to really help regulate me too. Right. Just because I didn't want to be constipated. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's really strange. I mean, no, I'm not anemic normally. Um, but they do say that some of the stuff that you experience while you're pregnant are some of the telltale signs that you might experience when you're older. Really? Oh, God, don't tell me that with this heartburn situation. <laughs> heartburn, though, I do think um, that it has a lot to do with things just like not properly being digested. Yeah. So some of the things you can just do from like a cooling mechanism would be, be drinking some of the tea that you said that you've. I don't know, maybe not raspberry leaf tea until like you actually ready to deliver. But like a hot tea or a cool tea? Um, a hot tea. I would do like a little bit of ginger, yeah. even like a peppermint tea, that kind of stuff just to kind of like soothe your esophagus because yeah. it seems like there's just some like, like stuff stuck up right yeah. here. But it's probably really kind of feeding from your stomach. So I would just try try a few things and just see what works because right now because well, you're pregnant it's yeah. just you're just gonna have to kind of test and trials well, and maybe it's so like funny when you like might actually be helpful for you yeah when you like google you know why do i have this feeling like what foods am i eating because it happens like morning noon night middle of the night like it doesn't matter what, what i what eat. are you eating like oh, i don't know, like it doesn't matter like anytime if i have water then suddenly i have the worst heartburn, like, like it's so, but it doesn't matter. Nothing's different. And then they're like, oh, it's probably because your baby has a lot of hair. And I was like, what? So that's oh like an gosh, old- Oh my gosh, that actually could be true. So there's an old wives tale. <laughs> I mean, it's an old wives tale. Yeah. But they say that, that that's true, that there's an old wives tale. And I was a very hairy baby. Like I was born- <laughs> With long black hair with white tips at the end. Like I came straight from the salon. Um, I had like peach fuzz all over my body. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a baby that's going to be just like a hairy beast. And that's what's (laughs) probably the reason why I have all this heartburn. And I was like, it makes sense. Like my hair is growing. Like it's just, there's hair everywhere all around me. (laughs) So I mean, honestly, some of those things could be accurate. There's not really a way to fully tell. No. And sometimes you just want to like, you know. Um, but I think that tr- try different things that work for you. But it's, yeah. it's not something that you experience on a day-to-day basis outside of being pregnant, right? Or was it always No, something? I mean, I had heartburn, but I was able – but it wasn't bad. It was when I would have certain types of caffeine and stuff, and I knew how to always handle it. Yeah. I would have a – I my, my go-to like – heartburn acid reflux kick would be um a green apple and then honey with a Mm -hmm. little bit of cinnamon and it would cure me in a second it does not cure me anymore that's okay um what are you gonna do about it but it doesn't mean that it won't cure it doesn't mean it won't cure you after you have the baby right exactly and i'll tell you you know i i am super blessed that i haven't had i mean we the mental issue is very different than the physical issues of what I've been going through. But, you know, I recently watched, um, I, I had never seen Amy Schumer's documentary when she was pregnant. I don't know if you saw it called Expecting yes. Amy. But I, my mm-hmm. husband was out of town and I was like, you know, I'm going to do like all these like, you know, girly kind of pregnant things. Like I was feeling like I wanted to watch all the videos and all the documentaries and stuff. And seeing the the power that she had to overcome you know, 
she was throwing up every single day for her entire pregnancy. And she was going on stage and performing and recording podcasts and having TV shows. And you're just like, how could this? She's literally a superwoman in my eyes, you know, after watching I agree. I was totally. like, I was always her biggest fan, but like it went above and beyond for me. But when I was watching it, I was just like, wow, every experience is so different. But the one thing that I will say that I, I love and I recorded this part of, of, of her um, documentary because on my phone, because I wanted to be reminded of it because it was something that yeah. I had said out loud to myself so many times and said to my husband and said to my mom, um, while I was going through my mental struggles is I was so angry at women for not sharing like how the yes. real struggles of pregnancy. And that's what she said. Totally. I, she's like, I'm just so mad at women that the society and like how we live, it's so shameful. And everyone's like, Ooh, I just like threw up a little bit and now I'm going to paint like, you know, a barn. Like she said that in one of her things. And I was like, it's so true because I feel like I don't feel physically miserable all the time, but mentally I, it has been a struggle and, and challenge. I, a real challenge. And, you know, they always, you know, you read the apps and the books and it's like, my favorite example is in the second trimester, you know, they always say like, oh, you get giggles in your second trimester. Or you're really happy in your second trimester. And it's, it's a breeze. It's the honeymoon period. For me, that was when I was having like the darkest of dark thoughts. I was manic. I was almost in a hospital, you know, and I was like, but where are the other stories? Because I know I'm not alone in this, you know? And so totally. when you hear women who are super honest and like you even just talking about your, you know, journey of like your whole body changing and you suddenly you have anemia and all this, you're like, wow, this is real. Like these are the conversations <laughs> that need to be heard. And so people don't totally. feel alone, you know? How did you feel not alone like during your pregnancy? Because that's something that I've found. The only help that I that I did find in the second trimester was Reddit, which sounds crazy, but that was the only place yeah. that I felt heard. No, absolutely. I think that, well, Reddit also, I think, just has, like, a very honest community. Like very honest. Which is amazing. Yeah. Very honest, which is incredible. But, yeah, I mean, I completely agreed with you um, on – I agree with you on all of that, mainly because I had feel like I had a lot of friends who had babies, and I didn't feel like that they shared anything with me. Like, knowing that I could take vitamin B to help with nausea, knowing that I could take Unisom to help go to sleep, knowing just, like, kind of, like, the tricks of the trade just were just easy things that I could just implement right. into my life. I was like, why didn't anyone tell me that earlier? Like, right when I was – but also there's, like, this really – scary part of people not wanting to share that they're pregnant earlier too yep because of the scared like mentality of or the fearful mentality of miscarriage yep. of not actually having the baby where I feel like there's a lot more open conversation about that kind of stuff now too which right. is amazing right and more people who are willing to share their stories when they've miscarried or when they've had miscarriages even like if they weren't really open to talking about them until right. they actually had a baby. Yeah. Um, but like those kinds of things are really well shared now, which I think is great, or they're at least being getting guess, like, right. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah. Um, but I will say, um, pregnancy was hard for me. Like it really was like mentally and physically because yeah. like you can't do the things physically that you want to do anymore. Yeah. Um, 
And I know everyone's like, be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself. Like you're growing a human. But almost and then it's like the feel same more thing. frustrating. Like when, when they're like, <clears throat> totally, it's okay, just rest. And I was like, I don't have time to rest. Like I yeah. don't, I like, I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to be an actress. I'm trying to yeah. create a household. I'm trying to keep You're like, where are my pregnancy roles? Hello. Like, Hello. Like <laughs> I, I don't yes. have time for like, oh, this is the time to enjoy and sleep. Like I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, but yeah, I I feel like I tried to lean on some of my friends to be like, was this difficult for you? And I had a few friends who were very open about it. Once I like pride though, I felt like right. none of them were like willing to tell me anything unless I actually asked, which I mean, maybe is something like people are like, maybe she's having a really good experience. And like, I don't want to taint right. it with my own. Maybe there's that type of thing, like right. not wanting totally. to overshare unless like you share first. Totally. Um, so I mean, maybe there's that, like the hesitancy on that, because there is like this stigma around not being grateful while you're pregnant. Right. Right. Um, right. cause like, you have so much to be grateful for and there's a lot of people that struggle, right? You're really speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You're really speaking to me when you say that of the not grateful because I had a, my, my first interview where I spoke about living with bipolar disorder was with one of my dearest friends, um, Eden Cher. And she and I did a movie together and we both live with bipolar disorder. And she has just the most wild story. I can't wait for you to hear it um, about her two beautiful twins um, and she gave birth now I'm blanking at 27 or 28 weeks and they were in the NICU and wow. it was it was a really strong it was it was such a traumatic event but we were talking about you know how you want to be you're so grateful that you have babies inside you you know what I mean or a baby or triplets or whatever yeah. it may be you know you're so grateful for that and you're so blessed that you were able to hold the pregnancy but it's this fear every single day that you wake up you know and and it's it's being grateful and but I'm going through these struggles and how is that not fair because how is that how is that fair when other people seem to be happy right so exactly. there's there's always that mm -hmm. you're speaking literally to me and you're speaking to the audience right now because it's so true it's like you want to be grateful for all these things but then you're so frustrated that all these other experiences are happening to you and you're like but why me right you go through that point. <laughs> and i actually kind of like seem not to have to go through that exactly yeah and, and like I, yes i think that just like you said there needs to be way more dialogue and way more conversation about the fears or the emotions or anything like that that has to do with pregnancy because I think people just are so, um, like, I guess, caught up on the actual getting pregnant phase right. where all that other stuff almost, like, drowns out the pregnancy. Right. Um, so I feel like there needs to be different maybe potential support groups for each section of your pregnancy. And I tried I to do that a lot when like I found people that were pregnant at the, around the same time as me. Just be like, how are you? Like, let's have like a coffee or not a coffee, I guess. Maybe not. But I know. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but like have a sit down. Like, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Right. That kind yeah. of stuff. So. I mean, Did I think you that find a community with people that, you know, who were pregnant around the same time as you, like where you could have that open conversation? I tried actually. I like created like this Geneva group, <laughs> you know, Geneva. What's Geneva? I created like, oh, it's like a little like social work platform okay. that allows, it's kind of similar. 
I'll, I'll send you the details, but it's cool. I really liked it. Okay. Um, and basically it allows you to have kind of like, it's kind of like a Slack, except it's more, I guess, built on, you can have videos through a Zoom oh, cool. video chat with people like, similar. So like, there's like a lot of different things that you can do within it, but you like join a house basically. Okay. And the house has like different um, like sections where you can have dialogue about different types of topics, depending on how you set up your Geneva. Oh my God, that's um, fascinating. But it's I cool. love this. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And the founders were really great when they first started. I need to like jump back in it because I would say, okay, I know that you haven't gotten here yet. Yeah. Postpartum is way harder. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I um, that's what I've been heard. And I actually interviewed a wonderful specialist who is one of the heads at Cedars in the postpartum department. So if you ever need help, I, I, I mean, now it's like, now I find out all these resources, but, but, um, no, it's great that you have them in your back pocket and I swear to God, don't be afraid to use them when you get to that point. Right. Cause I feel like postpartum is really difficult because like all the hormones are leaving your body and like, like, like we both talked about how we were going to have, like, I mean, I'm going, I had like placenta pills and things like that, which I thought were really great. But I really do think that I think getting back to like month. I'm like about to enter month four. Uh The last few weeks have been like even more difficult for me just because I'm figuring out how to re-enter the workplace. I'm still breastfeeding. So like, am I going to like go to the office? Am I really going to choose to pump? Like it's like a whole hour of time at the office that I could just be spending with my baby at home. Like those kinds of things, like the guilt and like the daunting thoughts that you have of, um, I mean, not being there for your child when like they're like young. Right. Yeah. I guess that for me has been really, really difficult to think about. Like, and sure, like you have a nanny and I have an amazing nanny who's been really helpful, especially during the days when like I, I have like a few full days right now where she's here and a few half days um, and just kind of figuring out like the right system that works for right. me. But even just like the initial like few weeks of like seeing someone else with your baby, it's like it's really hard just being like, oh, but like. Do I want to like what? What am I doing? Is the baby like, gonna think that's to their work? mom? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, I know that kind of like definitely. Or like, are, are there is there gonna be like an imprint? Like, I want that imprint with that person. Right. But like, are they gonna remember that I'm like number one? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, remember who carried you? Okay, remember who went through remember. all of this? Okay, remember who was feeling nauseous? No, but it's so true, and totally. I think that you know that is something that's really scary, and that's why you know I am someone that trying to have all my ducks in a row, um, as they say, um, as the in case of an emergency, because I didn't. And I'm sure you will, but do not feel so much pressure when it happens to not know. Cause I feel like I definitely felt like I had all my ducks in a row. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then I take this much time off. I know it's going to be fine. Like that kind of stuff. And then it all hits you and you're like, Oh, actually, no, no, this, this wasn't. Well, it's the same sort of thing of pivot, like, pivot. yeah, it's pivots. And I think, you know, you and I can relate to this. It's funny because I actually don't know. Um, I, I know a lot of girls who have doulas that were, you know, kind of knew some of the hypnobirthing, um, like, uh, you know, affirmations and stuff. Um, but, uh, hypnobirthing, I'm going to try to do a whole episode on it because I, I am 
You should. And I want to do it after I give birth, I think, because I want to talk about the experience of like how it helped. Like I can talk about, you know, the sessions that I did and the privates and the courses and all that stuff. Um, But it's just a different type of method of of having uh, a baby, you know, and it's it's not super woo woo. I'm still going into a hospital. I'm still having a proper baby. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. different affirmations and way of calming your mind and your body on, on to make it a smooth, you know, natural birth. Um, and it's interesting because I think that, you know, the best thing that I learned from the hypnobirthing so far is that, yes, you can be totally prepared and you can have every affirmation and hypnosis and get in the bath and do this massage and do that and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the hospital and the doctor's like, you need a C-section immediately, right? You have to be able Mm -hmm. to focus your mind and truly go, okay, what is best for my child? You know, what is going to be the best situation? And like, and, and really know how to pivot, like you say. And I think that that's so important. And that's a great thing to remember, like as I go into having a baby and then go into the postpartum of like, being able to pivot at any time possible, you know, just follow, follow your gut instinct and just, just do it. And I think not be afraid to ask for help. We all need help, you know, man, woman, you know, surrogate, you know, uh, adoptee, you know, we all need help in those kinds of situations, you know, um, not to be afraid, like not to be afraid. Yeah. I agree. I mean, asking for help, whether it's nutrition, whether it's like anything, just comparing notes. I feel like, like you said, like just being able to or be around people who have been through, I mean, actually something funny. Have, I don't really think I've felt, feel this way. Maybe I do, but you know, that pregnancy, like hormone that they say, like makes you forget about all the bad things that happened while you were pregnant or yes. birth right and right. they say oh that's why you like forget it's so funny because I had this conversation with my friend about this and she's <laughs> like oh I, I think you must forget everything and I was like really like that's crazy I mean I think that maybe like you're overtired afterwards sure. you don't have a human you have all this stuff going on where sure. maybe your mental capacity doesn't even have room for that memory anymore sure 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 <laughs> which I do feel like I mean I feel like my birth was empowering, but I also remember it having like a little bit of trauma for sure. I mean, I definitely wanted to write down everything. And I think it's wonderful that you're recording all of this stuff too while you're pregnant, just so you can have like, remember. the memories that you have, <laughs> yeah. right? You can remember things um, because I think it's totally fair for us to literally not want, like kind of forget because you have this incredible human that yeah. you just literally created. It's like you're it's yours. It's like a mini you of yeah. your, you and your husband. It's so crazy. I mean, then you have this human and then you're like, what do I do? Now like, what? Well, I guess I'm just going to figure it out. Now yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. Now you've been through all of this stuff yeah. and then you have to heal while you feed this human like we talked about earlier. Right. Which like for me has been a total journey. I mean, my body I feel like is completely different, which I think I had to like I think I knew that was going to happen, yeah. but I didn't really, it didn't really hit me until resonate. suddenly the baby was happened. out and right. now it's, yeah. And I mean, it takes, you have to think about it this way too. And I've had to have it in this perspective, at least just in my frame of mind yeah. that you recover from birth in like 12 weeks, right? Right. Just from like the trauma, like your uterus shrinks completely the down. The fourth trimester, kind of as It could even say. be as quick. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
But like your body doesn't actually recover from pregnancy for like nine months to a year. Wow. And so like your body doesn't really look the same. It's not going to like you're going to try all the things that you used to do yeah. and it's not going to do the things that it used to. Right. And you just have to be completely okay with that because you have to honor the fact that you just birthed this child. It yeah. doesn't make it any harder though. It doesn't right. make it any harder right. because you're still kind of like, okay, well, why do I still like like, I mean, this is just my devil's advocate. Like, why do I still weigh basically almost as much as I did when I was pregnant? Like, like I just birthed this human. Me. Like, what do you mean? This big thing and, like, just came don't. out of me. <laughs> like, what is happening? Why is the scale going upwards? Yeah. I mean, like, and then, like, your boobs grow. And you have these, like, new big things feeding your child. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's extra weight. Like, that kind right. of stuff. Sure. Which, is, which is interesting. Like, the fluctuation from, like, on a daily basis from, like, your boobs being full for them being empty. Like, I feel like I fluctuate between, like, 5 and 10 pounds. It's wow. wild. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what? I'll, like, get on the scale in the morning and then I'll get on the scale at night, like, before, like, I do my last pump. And I'm like. How did this happen? <laughs> you know what's funny? The one thing that's Which been is driving me crazy is like I don't, you know, you realize like when you're pregnant, like obviously you're pregnant, you know, but no one knows I'm pregnant even when I go out because if I wear a big jacket or something, no one sees my stomach. Or a because, dress or like puffy. Or a dress or like even like I've been wearing unitards everywhere. That's like been my go-to outfit. And even if I wear a unitard, everyone just looks at my boobs and they're like, oh my God, she got a boob job. You know, and it's been like great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did. And then I turn to the side and they're like, what? Like I remember <laughs> I ran into two friends yesterday and and I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And they're like, Wait, what? And then I turned to the side and they're like, oh my God, like, whoa, you actually have a human in there. I was like, I know because my face hasn't changed. And I've been posting new content on Instagram every single day, dances. No one knows because unless I turn to the side, you're not seeing anything. Um, so it's been really entertaining. But the one thing that always drives that. me crazy is getting out of the car. Okay. I never had problems getting out of the car. So hard. When I get out of the car, I, I'm like, why can't I squeeze through this little area? Because I never had a stomach before. And that has been the weirdest thing psychologically, right? It's like a psychological yes. thing. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. I'm still a tiny person. Why can't I just go through here? And it's like, oh wait, there's a human here that's sticking so far out that is literally not letting me do this and and I, that that's been like the weirdest sensation for me of like not being able to fit in places that I used to fit in that you wouldn't think would be like this bizarre thing totally <laughs> I mean perfect example you like park at Whole Foods and you like kind of get a little close to a car and you yes. open it and you're like I can get out of this and you're like yes. no I can't and you're like <laughs> I could get out of this three weeks ago why can't I get out of this yeah. now like this is so bizarre but no it's it's, crazy. it's it's pretty wild but what would you know what's kind of like the final thing that you would say like as someone who's had a baby and who's like lived through this experience now, you know, what is like your one thing of advice that you would give to all the moms out there who are, you know, maybe not even moms out there, but the support systems, you know, for other moms, like what's something that you learned that really helped you through your journey or that someone else did for you that really helped through your journey? I think that each, each pregnancy journey is going to be your own yeah so you're you should make it your own yeah and 
people are going to say different things that might work for you that might not work for you. Just kind of be a sponge, take everything in and then just kind of figure out what does. Because ultimately, like you get so much advice. People love to give pregnancy advice. They love to give postpartum advice. And their memories might be skewed because they haven't been in it for a while. Um, So I really think and also write everything down. Yeah, I think that writing everything down along the way, just so you can remember your journey. So if you decide to have baby number two, you're not surprised again either too, because I think it's really great to be able to have like a journal of your entire experience. And I think it's really great. You're basically creating an audio journal, Alessandra, which is amazing. So if you can do either of those things, um, it just really kind of makes the experience that much richer later when you're going back and you're remembering and like, I don't know, people miss their belly, which is such a thing. I mean, it is a thing. I mean, and I, I people <laughs> say that they feel like one of my really good friends, like um, she's so cute. She was touching my belly at brunch the other day and, and the baby kicked. And um, she was like, oh, my gosh, I miss the feeling of having a like a human like kick inside me and she goes sometimes you have these phantom kicks I was like what is that and she's like it's a real thing where you feel like your body like it is your body actually moving and twitching because it's the muscles that are still trying to like figure its way out like to get back in place but I'm like that is so weird and like to think now like I'm not gonna in a couple months I'm not gonna have the human kicking inside me I'm like that's weird like I'm so used to like being able to protect this child you know what I mean from the now world it's outside of you and now you have to protect it from the world <laughs> and then it's a whole responsibility for the rest of your life oh my gosh it's so true Ooh. but I'm so excited for you Alessandra because having a baby like just having him in your arms is yeah. like pretty much the coolest thing I've ever experienced like in my whole life like it's completely shifted all of my priorities like how has it been that with felt- your work though like do you feel like I know that you were saying you know you're gonna have to go you know you're like having the struggle of you know do I breastfeed do I pump do I you know have the nanny do I not do that you know all that stuff have you been able to in the first or as they say, the fourth trimester, right? The first 12 weeks of baby's birth. Have you been able to record your podcast? Have you been able to work at all? Or have you just kind of been putting everything aside? Because that's where I'm kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? And I I don't put pressure on yourself to do anything because I really think that if you want to record a podcast here and there, because that sure. would be like uplifting for you, that would probably be really great. But also give yourself at least three to four months just to enjoy the baby. Yeah. I really firmly believe that because I didn't really take a break. And so I was doing things here and there. And those things like were semi-reinvigorating, but then also so tiring right. because you just hadn't done them in a while. Your body's still healing. You yeah. just need to kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of time. Right. To relax. But with that said, allow yourself to have some space too. Like give yourself like maybe a Saturday to like go get a massage. Right. Go do something that's really good for you. Yeah. It's not going to – you're not going to want to do something that's super work-related though unless it's going to really kind of revitalize you right. in a way to make you feel present when you go back to your kid. Right. Um, right. So 
whether it's a facial, whether it's a massage, whether it's just going out to dinner with your husband so you yeah. guys can talk about how cute your baby is because yeah. that's something that you will do. <laughs> um, or, or I mean, but I don't think it's that crazy to maybe sprinkle a little bit of work here and there, yeah. but really give yourself some time. I think I jumped in a little bit too quickly mm. and then I just got really overtired. Right, right. Um, which, and which was difficult fair. because, yeah, and it's not fair to me, not fair to the baby. Yeah. And also, I mean, I just think that it's a really precious time that you sh- you actually don't get to get back again. Right. And I think that so that's small. Right. I think it's something to remember is that's the one advice that I've heard from so many people is you have to be present because it goes by so fast and you don't realize how fast life goes until there's a little child in front of you because you're seeing something grow so fast or in such a short period of time. And that's really when you put life into perspective of like how every single day really should be treated like, you know, not to be like really like heavy, but like it's your last, you know what I mean? You really want yeah. to enjoy every moment of it. Um, and so I, I, I take that advice and I'm going to like put that yes. in my notes and I'm going to write also, that down. I will say I immediately connected with my baby like right when he was born, but I've also had a lot of people who don't necessarily right. immediately have that imprint. And that's a thing. Which is totally fine. Yeah. But then if that's not the case, you got to give yourself that time to be able to have that with the baby so you can like get on that level and you feel more and more connected every single day I mean I wake up every morning and I'm like I and I see his face and I'm like I didn't know it was possible for me to love you even more today than I did yesterday but I do oh my gosh and you also have the cutest baby in the entire world oh (laughs) thank you I cannot wait to see your baby. A little, oh my gosh, you have a little Italian stallion. I like, know, I do. Full Italian stallion. A blonde Italian stallion. I, what is happening? Obsessed. It's like my husband, but my coloring. It's I, <laughs> I'm obsessed. Wait, now, Lexi, I have to ask you my final question that I ask everyone. Yeah. What is your emotional support? Oh, God, my emotional support. It's a really great question. Um, I would say it's become my family more. I used to be like, yeah. okay, I'm relying on myself, my friends kind of figure out different patterns, but you've never felt more close knit to your husband mm. and your kid than you do once you go through birth. Once you go through the first few months of actually having to figure out how to tackle life together, right. you become kind of like a unit. Um, I've never loved my husband more for being there for me or just being like listening wow. to me. He's my biggest advocate. He's my biggest support system. And I always knew that, but I think I kind of tried to put more of it on myself just right. to be the big be the big person, allow yourself to just like kind of work through things, do your journaling, do this, like really kind of own whatever's going on with you yourself. Of course, yeah. But allowing myself to kind of be dependent on someone else when I was having to go through this healing journey, what, right. what, like some of it was traumatic, some of it was overall like a really beautiful experience right. holistically, pregnant, birth, postpartum, everything. But allowing someone to be there for you and, like, relinquishing control of your emotions, um, which I think was honestly very hard for me until, like, the last, like, few years. Right, um, right. And now but, and now look at this. This is, like, a new life. Yeah. It's a new life. It is. It really, it really is. You kind of feel like it's your rebirth oh once gosh. you give birth, I think. 
Well, I am so happy that you came on the pod today. And I really thank you because I, nutrition has been something that was something that I wanted to be able to tackle and kind of understand and understand supplements. I know. I'm sorry. We talked about birth way more. No, we talked. (laughs) No, we did. You did perfectly. And I'm so excited. And I'm going to start doing the B6 for sure, because nausea has been picking up like for sure for me. So like, that's going to help out so much. And yeah, magnesium and magnesium. Go for it, girl. Yeah. I mean, these are things that I, I hope that if, you know, it'll help me and I hope it helps, you know, someone who's listening right now, like maybe helps one of you out there. Um, so thank you so much, Lexi. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.